You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Friday, December 23rd. Your New York Giants play the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday afternoon in uh, week 16, a, a Christmas Eve special for uh, for Giants fans, game where if everything works out perfectly for your New York Giants, if they are able to, to upset the Minnesota Vikings, and if two of the three teams between the Commanders, Seahawks, and Lions lose games over the weekend, then the, the Giants will clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. Not that, uh, not that we think all of those things will happen this weekend, but you can always cross your fingers and hope for a nice Christmas present. Anyway, here to, uh, to help me break down uh, Saturday's game is Christopher Gates of SB Nation's Daily Norseman. Chris, how are you? Thank you very, very much for uh, for hopping on. I'm doing all right, Ed. Happy to be here with you and your uh, listeners. And yeah, looking forward to uh, what should be a relatively interesting game on Saturday afternoon. Listen, we have one favor to ask, though before yes, before before we get you know before we get deep into this, one favor to ask. No problem. You, the Vikings have already clinched the NFC North. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys have done what you need to do already. Can we just borrow Justin Jefferson for the day? So that I mean, it'd be nice for Daniel Jones to play with a, a real wide receiver once. Can we just borrow Jefferson for the <laughs> afternoon? I, I think uh, not only the fans in Minnesota would have an issue with that. I think they're. I think Justin Jefferson would have an issue with that, uh, quite <laughs> frankly. But uh, no, I mean, it it would be it would be something. I mean. Yeah, the, the Giants are a little uh, little thin at the wide receiver spot. I've seen that. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, – I, I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to be uh, in wearing blue on uh, Saturday. So oh, obviously. I mean, I'm just – obviously, I'm, 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 just, uh, I'm just being lighthearted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jefferson, of course, going to be a, a handful for the New York Giants who uh, since the, the heyday of Odell Beckham Jr., They've been uh, they've been looking for a playmaking wide receiver, and uh, Jefferson, of course, is the embodiment of of what the Giants don't have on their offense. He'll be a handful on uh, on on Sunday and or on Saturday. And just let me start with let me actually start with this. Has anyone? I mean, he leads the league in receptions in yards receiving and yards receiving per game he leads the league in just about everything mm-hmm. has anyone had success with him and if so how there's been a couple of games where he's had not put up great numbers uh, the first time we played detroit uh, they held him to a, a career worst three catches for 14 yards uh, the week before that against philadelphia 
he didn't do uh, super great. I can't remember his numbers off the top of my head. Uh, nobody played good for Minnesota against Dallas, so I really can't use that as an example. But uh, he's gone over 125 yards at least, I believe, seven times this year in 14 games. So he's uh, he, he's uh, he's tough for a lot of folks to slow down. And you know, if if teams have corners like we saw Stephon Gilmore uh, matched up with Jefferson quite a bit the other day, and he still got 123 yards. And so, yeah, it, it's tough for any defense to handle him. It's just uh, kind of hoping him and Kirk Cousins have an off game and, you know, that that, that Cousins starts looking at other targets first. There you go. That that would be nice, too. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, Justin Jefferson freeze out game. Just give everybody else a chance. That, w- that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, let, let me ask you this. You guys, uh, you guys have a new head coach this year in Kevin O'Connell. Obviously, he had... Uh, Mike Zimmer at the controls for a long time, you know, prior to, uh, prior to this year, what were the expectations for the Vikings entering the season? I, I think people expected the Vikings to be a playoff contender. I know we did our pieces with football outsiders and they expected kind of a new coach bounce from Kevin O'Connell, uh, just because, you know, he would make better use of the offensive personnel uh, that he has available than Zimmer did. And more than anything, I think O'Connell has really brought a, a culture shift to this team. Uh, the last couple of years of the Zimmer era just kind of felt like there was a cloud uh, over the Vikings for whatever reason. And they were just completely unable to overcome any sort of adversity. Like they'd get one bad penalty or something like that. And it would snowball and everything would just go to go to crap almost straight away. And they couldn't uh, overcome it. But uh, with O'Connell here, on the other hand, they, they believe that and they understand that things don't have to be perfect all the time for them to win. And that that's something that's huge compared to what we saw toward the end of the Mike Zimmer era because everyone was so afraid to uh, make mistakes. They were thinking too much and not just, you know, playing football the way they had been taught all these years. So I think more than anything, the, uh, the culture that Kevin O'Connell has brought to uh, Minnesota kind of erased the end of the Mike Zimmer era has been the most important thing. Now, let me tell a quick uh, Kevin O'Connell story, a Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable story, actually. Dable was uh, talking to the media the other day, and he said that when he was an assistant coach with the, uh, with the New England Patriots, uh, when O'Connell was still a player, that he actually worked out O'Connell. So, wow. which is, Yeah, he actually, he actually worked him out um, as part of the draft process for the Patriots. So... Uh, so they have a little bit of a connection going uh, going back a few years. It's uh, it, it's kind of interesting with both of these teams, you know, first year coaches, both having success um, in in different ways a little bit. But let me ask you this: Vikings are eleven and three, and yet I look at that I look at that point differential for Minnesota, <laughs> and they're they're plus two. Yeah. And I'm looking at plus two, and and I'm looking at the Giants for also. I mean, the Giants are eight five and one with a point differential of I think negative twenty five, mm-hmm. thanks to thanks to getting blown out by the uh, by the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, yep. which is the, the the game of the year that we're not going to talk about at all. <laughs> but uh, but really, my question, I guess, is. At eleven and three, with that point differential, I mean, how do you explain, you know, winning eleven games at this point? And really, when you look at it, are the Vikings actually as good as their record would indicate? 
I mean, it's kind of the same thing with us that you were just talking about with the uh, with the lopsided losses. I mean, the the three losses the Vikings have had this year, they lost to Philadelphia by 17 points. Uh, they lost to Dallas by 37, which I, I still don't completely fully understand, but it happened. And they lost to Detroit by 11. And if you look at their 11 wins, uh, 10 of those wins have been one-score games. Uh, the only win that wasn't a one-score game happened back in week one when they beat uh, Green Bay by 16. But other than that, it's it's all been one-score victories. But, I mean, if you look at – we talk about point differential. If you look at the Vikings in the, the fourth quarter, in, in the fourth quarter, they're plus 66 compared to the other three quarters. So – when things tighten up in uh, in late game situations and guys need to make plays and defense needs to make stops, that's that's what the Vikings have been doing, and that's why they get these one score wins. They had the comeback against Buffalo, uh, the comeback against Indianapolis. They've held off uh, Washington and uh, some other teams uh, toward the end of games, the Jets, the Patriots, and so forth. But yeah, those those lopsided losses kind of skew things the way they have for uh, for the Giants, as you mentioned. So, I mean, like I said, Kevin O'Connell has this team believing in themselves. They don't really think they're ever out of any game. We saw that this past Saturday. And, yeah, as long as uh, the offense keeps uh, scoring points in the fourth quarter, the defense keeps getting stops, It every week all these really smart football people say that this isn't sustainable and then the Vikings just keep going out and doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> so maybe it is sustainable. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like something that would be sustainable, but it has been so far. And I really don't have a great explanation other than, you know, the, the three losses we've had have all been by double figures and the 10 out of the 11 wins we've had have all been by one score. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of people say, about the Giants that uh, the fact that they're winning without really, I think they're last in the league in explosive plays and, and all of that. I think there's the the same sort of it's not sustainable belief, but but it uh, but it's worked well enough so far. I wanted to ask you the game last weekend, Colts game. I just wanted to ask you, you're sitting there watching the game and uh, – what what was your mood at halftime? It, it was not pleasant. I mean, uh, you know <laughs> the uh, you know you, you go out there, you see that you see the Colts are coming into the game with the record of I think it was four eight and one. They were four nine, yeah, four nine and one after the game. And you're like, okay, maybe this is the game where this team can actually kind of jump out and get to get a lead and kind of win a little more comfortably. But no, they they decided they didn't want to do that. They uh, <laughs> they give up 33 points in the first half. And, you know, when Kirk Cousins threw that pick six to make it 30 to nothing, uh, and they and then they tacked on a field goal at the end. But, yeah, once once that happened, we were just kind of like I, – I think I literally said on social media that we're obligated to watch this game, but I don't know how anyone else is doing it. We're watching it because we have to. And, you know, to, all, all the, to, the, to the credit of the, most of the folks at U.S. Bank Stadium, I think very few people actually left. And, you know, they could have left at halftime and tried to beat the traffic or whatever. But I think the majority of folks stayed the entire time, which is a testament to uh, to them. But, yeah, at halftime, it was it was not great. It was not great. I can tell you. <laughs> I'm just curious, you know, you like you said, you're sitting there watching the second half and you're sitting there doing that thinking. I'm only doing this because I have to. I have other <laughs> things that need to I, I have other things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. But. 
when did it start to get interesting? Uh, they got it to 36-14 after the, uh, the C.J. Ham touchdown, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, you know, the Colts really haven't done much offensively this second half. They've only they, – they managed the one field goal, and that's kind of been it. Uh, the, they're starting to get to Matt Ryan. They're starting and, they're the, to and they're the Colts. Down. Yeah, they're, they're and, and like you said, it is Matt Ryan. That Matt Ryan was the architect of a uh, twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl a few years ago, and now he's the mm-hmm. he's the architect of thirty-three to nothing at the uh, at the regular season level. And you know, but I think when we got to thir- when we got to thirty-six to fourteen, we were like, you know, we still got like a quarter and a little bit left to go here, and the offense is really starting to move the ball a little bit. They can keep getting stuff because you know. The, one of the things that came out of this was Patrick Peterson apparently went up to Kirk Cousins at halftime in the locker room and said, man, all you need to do is get us five touchdowns. And, like, <laughs> and, and Kirk Cousins thought he was screwing around, like he was messing with them or whatever, but he was like, oh, yeah. And then they went out and did it. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. But, yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff happens in the NFL every week, sure and that's does. one of the craziest things I've I've uh, I've seen in, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm curious if you can tell us, you know, the the Vikings are not a team that that uh, that Giants fans focus on, you know, quite a bit on a on a regular basis. We know about Justin Jefferson. We know about Kirk Cousins. We know about Adam Thielen. We know some of those guys. But, I mean, just who are some of the guys that we might not know about, who we probably should know about when we look at the Vikings? One of the guys to uh, to keep an eye on, I'll try to do one on each side of the ball here, but one of the, uh, one of the guys offensively is the guy that kind of triggered off the, uh, the rally against Indianapolis, and that's uh, our third wide receiver in K.J. Osborne. Uh, this is it's his third year in the league. Uh, his his rookie year, they have, they just had him return punts and he was a disaster. But uh, they it, last year he's he's really turned into a productive third wide receiver. Uh, he had a big catch, like I said, to uh, to start things off against Indianapolis uh, in the uh, third quarter. He had a big sixty three yard catch, and uh, yeah, he had his first hundred yard receiving game against Indy. I think he might have gone over one hundred and fifty. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. Uh, yeah, he's somebody where, you know, if you want to try to take away Jefferson and take away Thielen, uh, he's somebody that uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, has really gotten a bit of a, a rapport with and uh, knows that he can turn to when uh, when the other options aren't there. Uh, defensively, uh, one guy to keep an eye on is uh, safety Cameron Bynum. 
I mean, a lot of folks know Harrison Smith at the one safety spot and the other safety spot was supposed to be filled by uh, Lewis Seen, the rookie out of Georgia. But uh, unfortunately he broke his leg during the London game back in week four. And, uh, you know, Bynum got a couple of starts last year and now he's the full-time guy next to Smith. And uh, he has a knack for uh, being around the ball and making plays as well. Uh, yeah. He's, he's not afraid to uh, get dirty and run support, but uh yeah, he, he's definitely a guy that Giants fans probably don't know that uh, that could have potentially quite an impact on uh, on Saturday's game here. Cool. Um, we know, you know, the Minnesota offense can put up a whole bunch of points. The mm-hmm. Giants, if the Giants are going to have a chance on on Saturday, they're going to have to slow that Minnesota offense a little bit. The Giants haven't scored 30 points in a game all season. Um, so I guess... What I I want to ask you about the Minnesota defense, just what are the Giants up against? What are we looking at? You know, from uh, from this uh, from this Minnesota defense. Well, the run defense has gotten a whole lot better than it was earlier in the season, thanks to uh, guys like Harrison Phillips, uh, a guy that uh, Giants fans are familiar with, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, Tomlinson missed four games earlier this season with a uh, leg injury, but he's back and uh, he's been having a heck of a season so far. And, you know, those guys helping on the interior has has helped to solidify the run defense a little bit. The pass defense is, uh, I believe, currently 31st in the league in yards allowed. And that's even with Patrick Peterson kind of rediscovering the fountain of youth uh, over the course of this season. Uh, They've had a lot of injuries to deal with at cornerback. They've lost uh, Andrew Booth Jr. Uh, Rookie of Caleb Evans is on injured reserve, so he's not going to be available they kind of had a rotating door across from uh, Peterson at the other quarterbacks sp- or other cornerback spot, uh, and Cameron Dancer might be out on uh, on Saturday as well. So that would just present even more problems. But the the way to beat this Vikings defense, I think, is definitely through the air, especially given that for reasons I don't understand, uh, a defense with Zadarius Smith and Neil Hunter on it should not go for the kinds of stretches the Vikings defense goes for without getting pressure on quarterbacks. I mean, they, they've let so many quarterbacks like Mac Jones, uh, Mike White, uh, other quarterbacks just light them up for huge yardage for whatever reason. They And they just don't get any pressure on them. Now, during the Indy game, we, uh, we saw uh, the defense start to blitz a little more and that sort of thing. And I don't know if that's the sort of thing they can get away with against the Giants. But uh, with the way the roster is currently constructed, that's probably more of the way they need to play with more uh, – more man coverage, more pressing and stuff like that. So if the Giants are going to get points and move the ball against this Minnesota defense, I think it's pretty, as good as Saquon Barkley is, it's probably going to have to be mostly through the air. That's been the, the, that's the, the anti-Giants approach so far this <laughs> year. They've, they've been run first and with the, the, uh, wide receiver issues that they've had and the fact that I think they only have one really reliable tight end, They've been run first. They've been pass the ball quickly, pass it short, kind of throw it when they want to throw it. So maybe we'll get to see Daniel Jones open things up a little bit on Saturday. That might be uh, that might be kind of fun. But let me ask you, um, let me ask you about your own quarterback, about mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. You know, he's been a guy that. Uh, you know, some people love the guy. Some people hate the guy. Some people have thought he's a really good quarterback over the years. Some people have said, well, he's a guy that you win, that you can win with and maybe not because of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where are where are you where are Minnesota fans these days on on Kirk Cousins just in terms of uh, of how far you guys think uh, think he can take this team? I think things with the Minnesota fan base are a lot more positive toward Kirk Cousins than they used to be. I mean, when he first signed here in 2018, uh, he got the big guaranteed contract or whatever, and the Vikings had some guys at quarterback. Uh, they had Case Keenum that had been on the roster and led them through that kind of crazy 2017 season. They had uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who uh, you know had that horrific leg injury in 2016 and uh, played out his rookie contract with Minnesota. And they let both of those guys go, and the fans love both of those guys. And there, there were a lot of those fans that were kind of iffy about Kirk Cousins. And then the first year Cousins was here, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, They had a win-and-get-in game against Chicago in Week 17. And the Bears weren't playing for anything, and they came into U.S. Bank Stadium and beat Minnesota anyway, and Cousins was awful. So they, I think folks kind of turned against Cousins a little bit. But, you know, this season with the, uh, with the way he's played in close and late-game situations and been able to bring the team back, I think the tide is starting to turn kind of more in his favor with, uh, with Vikings fans. Uh, I've always said that Kirk Cousins is basically a top-10-ish uh, quarterback. I mean, he, he's not Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not, uh, you know, in that class that I don't think anyone's ever going to say that he is, but I think he's definitely the next level down from that. I think most weeks he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he has the occasional game where he's awful, like a lot of quarterbacks have, but, you know, I think most weeks uh, Cousins is the sort of guy that, you know, can win you football games and I think people are starting to see that. He's got seven fourth-quarter comebacks just this season, which I don't know how that compared to the total for the rest of his career. But, yeah, he's got seven this season alone, and I think that's starting to uh, to get him a little more respect within the uh, the fan base and that sort of thing. And uh, last thing for you, Chris, is how do you see, uh, how do you see Saturday unfolding? Uh, well, if it's been like every other Vikings game this year, the, uh, the Vikings are going to start out fast and then uh, – both sides of the ball are going to kind of take a nap for a, a quarter and a half or two quarters. And uh, you know, you, most, most Vikings games, you can safely turn the TV off from the second to the third quarter and then just turn things back on for the fourth quarter when things get crazy. Cause like I said, that's, that's what happens every week. It doesn't matter what the score is going into the fourth quarter. It's going to be interesting at the end. Uh, and I think it it's going to be interesting at the end here again, too. The, the giants are a solid team. They play good defense. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be just a handful to have to deal with, even with uh, the offensive tackles Minnesota has. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a solid game. I, I do think the Vikings are going to find a way to uh, pull it out. It'll it'll probably be another one-score game, just like we've seen all season so far, and we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that uh, plays out. But I think it's going to be a pretty interesting ball game on Saturday. Yeah, most Giants games work out that way anyway. So, uh, so probably be a uh, probably be a nail biter. Probably get decided in the uh, the last half of the fourth quarter. Anyway, Chris, appreciate your hopping on. Uh, Giants fans, check out Daily Norseman for the uh, for the Vikings perspective uh, leading up to uh, to Saturday's game. And uh, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio wherever you listen to podcasts or uh, like and subscribe on YouTube as well. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Have a great Christmas holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. 
Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.